I'm excited to be here tonight. I'm going to talk about uh, something that's very important, something that's important to all of y'all. I'm going to be talking about friendships. Who likes having a friend in the room? Is there anyone who doesn't like having friends in the room? You were lying. Everyone loves having a friend. Um, yeah, I'm talking about community, a community of believers. That's what we all are. That's what we all strive to be. And that's something that I think this youth group does very well. Would you agree? You think we're a big old community, right? Um, especially recently. Uh, I've never seen a group of students who value each other, value each other's beliefs, and work together as a team quite like this group has in like the past half year. It's pretty incredible to see. It's something I wish I um, was a part of when I was in youth. So we're going to talk about that tonight, all right? Are you all with me? Uh, But yeah, I'm so proud of everyone in this room who is uh, in a group, in part of the group, making themselves um, part of the group. And I believe that this message tonight, I believe it's going to be more of a conditioning kind of message. Like, I'm not going to be bringing up anything really new to the table. I'm more of your coach. I'm your coach, Allie, to all, for all you football players. Yeah. Coach Herbert, my bad. Um, and if you are a part of EYC, you've been here for a while, you already feel connected, then congratulations. I hope this message continues to strengthen that for you. It helps you grow. If you are brand new to Emerge Youth, welcome. I'm glad you're here. Um, This is what you have in store for you, all right? Are you all with me? Because here's the reality. We all love being friends with people, right? We all love being friends. We love connecting with people. We love being in sync with each other. No one likes to be alone. We all like to have our people. And this is actually a very biblical thing. This is a good thing that we have going on here. Uh, John 13, verse 34 through 35, it says, So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. This is a good thing that's happening. This is a God-commanded gift that we get to witness, that we are all loving each other and we're all growing with each other. But... We got to make sure we're doing the right thing, right? We got to make sure that we are making the right steps in our friendships, making sure we are doing what God intends in our relationships, or else things can get crazy, right? Has anyone in here ever told a lie? If you're not raising your hand, you're lying. Uh, Has anyone ever, like, lied about, like, Something that you really don't need to lie about. Like, you just kind of lie for the sake of lying. Like, you're like, hey, did you see that movie? And you're like, oh, yeah, I, I saw that movie. And you didn't see that movie? And you're like, why am I lying about this? I have nothing to benefit from this. Well, I'm going to tell you a story of where I lied. When I first attended Mizzou, I went to Mizzou for my first semester. Am I Z? few people got Z-O-U'd. Rock chalk? Absolutely not. But I went to Mizzou for my first semester, so here I am as a freshman. I went to Mizzou, and I go to this event where you're supposed to meet new people, right? That's what happens when you're a freshman at college. You go to all these events. You get to meet new people, 
all these icebreakers things that are really awkward, you know? All my college people who are in the room. Yeah, I got a few of you. So I was at this event, and I met this man whose name will be Matt, because I forgot his name. And um, he's like, hi, how are you? I say, I'm good, how are you? And he just runs through the basics. You know how when you meet someone, you follow the protocol. You're like, what's your name? Uh, yeah, where are you from? What's your major? What do you do? So he asked me, well, what are the things I'm interested in? And I start to go through like the mental list of all the stuff that I like to do. Like I like to play guitar. I can dabble on bass a little. Um, I'm a big nerdy boy, so I love like movies and TV shows and junk. Um, I love board games. Oh, that's so nerdy. I can't believe it. <laughs> um, uh, I like disc golf. Disc golf's my jam. Um, so I go through all the lists, you know, guitar, whatever, yada, yada, yada. I get to the list of all the stuff I'm interested in, and he's like, okay, okay, okay. And then he immediately comes back with, okay, so what do you like to do for fun? So I'm like, guy, didn't, I just told you all this, bro. And in my head, I'm thinking, what is this man doing? I, this was going so well. I can't do this. Uh and I start panicking, and I'm like, this guy's going to think I'm a loser if I don't come back with anything, even though I've already told him what I like to do. So my brain is spinning, my brain is spinning, my brain is spinning, and I say, uh, I like to hike. And I don't like to hike in reality. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, what's your favorite trail? And I'm like, I like the, the na-na-na trail over, over out yonder. And he's like, well, we should go hiking sometime. And then the lies continue. He says, okay, well, what else do you like to do? And I'm like, well, I've hunted sometimes. Never hunted in my life. And he says, he comes back with Matt, if that's his name, I forgot. Um, that's great that you like to hunt because tomorrow night we are going to go shotgun shooting. We're going to go shoot some clays out in my farm. Would you like to come with us? And I'm like, heck yeah. So we go clay hunting, and I'm the last. It's, it's shotguns, so if you've ever shot a shotgun, you know it, like, knocks your arm out of socket, right? Um, I've never shot a gun before then. So <laughs> I go to, like, I pick up the shotgun. It's my turn to shoot, and I don't brace, like, the butt of the shotgun against my shoulder like you're supposed to. So I hold it like, I don't know how you'd hold a normal gun, like this, and I'm about to shoot, and he sees my form, and he's like, wait, 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 wait. Because it would have flew back, hit a car, hit a person, whatever. Bad stuff, right? Bad stuff happens if you lie. Don't lie about your interests. I've learned the hard way. Um, and here's the thing. I was never afraid. There's a reason why I never learned his name. It's because we ended up not becoming friends because I'm a liar pathological liar because a relationship built on a lack of honesty and integrity is a faulty benefitless relationship you're not going to get anything out of it if you're not being transparent you're not being honest with each other this is not the unity that christ intended this is not a healthy relationship in christ right and here's the reality here's really main point that we need to understand if you follow god relationships are not negotiable uh, we read earlier in John that loving 
is a very hard commandment of the Lord. You know, Peter says it throughout his letter. Not Peter. Paul says it throughout his letters about loving one another. Um, it's mentioned throughout the Bible. It's not something that's optional upon getting saved. Yeah, we can get saved. Um, our salvation is offered to us at any moment. But going from there, it's so important that we have relationship with each other. First uh, Corinthians 1.10, it says, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say and that there be no divisions among you but that you be perfectly united in mind and thought. Now, Paul, when he wrote this, he wrote 1 Corinthians. He was writing to a church that, as the passage suggests, was heavily divided in fractions um, with differing beliefs, opinions, customs, rationales. This church was entirely divided. It had no unity. And Paul is saying here that enough is enough. We need to get rid of all um, division all arguing, get rid of all the bickering between the two of you and unite with one common mind um, and one thought. Because as a unified group of people, people flourish. If we are united as Christians, we flourish. Um, and here's another thing that we need to know. If you don't have a biblical community, you're missing out on one of God's greatest gifts. It's a gift that's needed realistically, it's hard to say that we would make it on our own, right? I mean, it's stressed in the very second uh, chapter of the Bible that it's not good for man to be alone, what God said to Adam. We need to be connected with a community. And I think we're doing a pretty good job at it, right? Emerge Youth, we're doing all right about it. Um, so tonight, I kind of want to analyze how our community is going. So I'm going to ask you a little question. How is your community going? How's your community? That's how I worded it in my notes. Are you connected with fellow believers? Do you trust in each other? Is there transparency with each other? Are you pouring out into each other? Is your community a one-sided relationship, or are you going both ways? Are you focused on one common goal? Are you in it to win it? Do you have the right focus in your mind? Are you being real with each other? All important questions to ask when we talk about us as a community. Three things that I want everyone to know tonight um, regarding a biblical community. Uh, number one, your community must have a common goal. Did anyone go to the parade today? A few people. What if the Kansas City Chiefs, when they went to Phoenix, uh, had completely different mindsets upon taking the field? What if Patrick Mahomes says, you know, we're going to throw the sha-na-na play, and Kelsey says, no, we're going to run the, the hubba-hubba play? Uh, shows my knowledge of sports. Would they have won against the Philadelphia Eagles? It would not have. That team would be co totally incompetent to win if each member of that team had completely differing goals or um, things to strive for. And the same goes for our community as believers. Um, if we aren't communicating, if we're not on the same page, our community will not flourish. Are we familiar with like the Tower of Babel in like the Old Testament? 
maybe not. So a bunch of people in the Old Testament wanted to build a tower up into heaven, uh, and they had one common vision of reaching heaven with said tower. And then God changed everyone's tongue, everyone's language. They all started speaking different languages. They did not have common communication or common connections. Therefore, their goals could not be met. And it's kind of a reverse metaphor, but it's the exact same with us. If we don't have a common goal, then what are we doing it for? Uh, Number two, your community must pour into one another. This is probably the most important one. Uh, This is the whole reason we've been doing our Be Real series. Are we being real with each other? Is our community one that's based upon honesty and transparency and love and accountability? Are we incorporating all of these things into our community? Bit of a long passage here, Romans 12, 9 through 16. It says, don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When, the Lord, when God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. A lot of stuff is mentioned in this chapter or section of scripture. And I think this totally drives home what we need to be searching for as a community. We need not be pretending to love each other. We need to really love each other. We need to hate what our common enemy is. Hold tightly to what is good, what we know is good, which is scripture and the Lord. Love each other with genuine affection. Don't be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord with all you got. If we incorporate all of this stuff, our community is going to thrive. And then lastly, this is my last point, your community is expansive. Um, I think we all like to be really comfortable with the people that we're comfortable with. Like we have a select group of friends that we like to hang on to, we like to um, talk with. But in reality, the community of God is expansive. It doesn't stop at anything. Our unity as Christians has no end. It doesn't have a barrier. Unity, you know, I I love that, like, there are so many, excuse you. (laughs) Sorry. Um, I love that we have so many Grain Valley people in the room. I think that's awesome. It means that y'all are reaching your schools. You're inviting people. You're showing the love of Christ to your school district, and that's awesome. But unity does not just stop at Green Valley High School. Unity does not stop at Blue Springs High School or Truman or your home school. Um, It's not defined by a school district. Unity does not end at our football team or our baseball team or our basketball team or our volleyball team. Unity does not end with our basketball buddies. Unity does not end with your small group of friends that you feel comfortable with. Unity does not end at just your boyfriend or your girlfriend. It does not end at any of those things. It's expansive. We're all in one community. So let's show it. And that's not to say share your deepest, darkest secrets with everyone in the room. 
there's a difference between finding an accountability partner and being a member of a strong community. But we're all in this together, right? Like that one song. Does Hannah Montana sing that song? <laughs> High School Musical? My darn. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. Furthermore, community is not reliant on outside factors. We cannot pick or choose our community based on whether our ex-boyfriend or girlfriend is a member of that community. Or if you have an argument with someone of that community or you don't get along with them. Or I, I heard this the other day. I can't remember who said it. But if you're looking to switch churches um, because there's drama in that church. I think Jeremy said that. Uh, if you're looking to switch churches because the church you already have right now has conflict in it, any church you go to is going to have conflict in it. We are not perfect people. That's why we're mankind. That's why we're humans. Um, it's important that we see past stuff like that. Um, be forgiving. Be the forgiving man that God calls us all to be. Um, I think this really drives it home. Romans 12.5. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each, each member belongs to all others. We're all connected together. We're all a member. Um, everyone in EYC, everyone in this room, y'all belong here. Y'all belong to the kingdom of God. We all hold a special place in there. But yeah, community is so important. It's so important that we are, um, we see each other as one, that we're all in this for the win, that we're all on the same team. Amen? Amen. All right.